on all to fearless in devotion uh a fairly somber fearless in devotion towers following that uh crazy game yesterday it wasn't to be uh in ryan and rob's first proper season um i mean i don't even know where to start with nine goals and that much drama andy why didn't you just tell us what you what you thought of the match if you can in a couple of sentences in a couple of sentences um <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> it, it, it's the cutting edge uh, analytics that we've all come to uh, expect from this podcast. Um, I thought they looked, but yeah, they looked a little bit tired. Uh, I think the old midfield problems came back a little bit yesterday, added with the fact that they can't, they couldn't really defend. Um, but you know, when you look at it, there's three first choice defenders out. I think. Overall, injuries have hit us at the wrong time of the season. And if we get Hayden, if we had Hayden fit for yesterday, maybe that doesn't happen. Um, I'm disappointed, but I'm not down. And we'll come to that later. Liam, what, what, what about you? What do you make of the game? Um, well, if you if things are going to go wrong with your defence and your midfield, probably the, it's not the best time for it to happen in a crucial playoff match. Um, and I've said to a few people on it just sort of felt like sort of more of an early season game. Admittedly, we didn't really have that many games where we conceded that many. But I just mean in terms of the way our, you know, our build-up play worked, we only really had a couple of outlets that we went for. Went for the chip over the top to Mullen a few times, which didn't come off. And I guess Grimsby are probably wise to uh, quite route one in terms of you know the throw-ins. Okay, nothing wrong with that, but... I would have just liked to see us create a bit more from open play as well. Um, it, I've watched watched Solly Hall today. I won't go you know too far ahead, but I, I, watching that game, I do think we would struggle against the side that well organised as well. I think we would have had considerably more trouble against them than we did against Grimsby, who are quite open at the back. Tim, how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm at ease with it now, I suppose. We've we've been through all this kind of stuff before, haven't we, really? So, yeah, nine-go thriller, lost, and we've forgotten how to score goals from open play, um, which is a, a big thing, big bugbear. So, yeah, it kind of lends more weight to the theory that we don't really have a plan B, um, you know? So I, I, I couldn't quite remember which... When the last time we scored a goal from open play was it must have been one in that Stockport game, which is when we clearly peaked because it's all gone to rat shit then from since since that moment really. What one thing that I think we need to just get off off our books now is we're all keeping Parkinson, aren't we? Because if there yeah. if there is anything if there's anything that's going to change, and if the the owners or whoever's running the club thinks, hang on, three big games in a week, we've lost all of them. Do we need a change? That has to happen soon, and it has so the next person can build. But let's just take a quick stroll poll. We're, are we are we happy with Harp, Harp, Parkinson? Me for one, yes, I am. Give him a go for next season, Reese. Yeah, hundred percent. Liam, happy to go with Parkinson for next season, but with the caveat that perhaps recent weeks have cast 
maybe one or two slight doubts on that, but happy for him to go for next season. Finally, Tim. Yeah, but it'll be a similar story to Stockport this season that if he doesn't get off to a flying start, he'll end up going the same way as Rusk did, really. And, and you know, fair enough, isn't it? So yeah. he needs to come out the yeah. trap. He needs to come out the traps. And if they don't, two months in, there'll be a change. I think it's November time. If we're not looking strong and in that top three, there will he'll be under a lot of pressure. Um, top three might be a bit harsh, but when you think, I think stop it with tenth, weren't they, when they sacked um, Gannon? But I mean, maybe top five. If we're not there, sort of November time, you've got to start thinking. However, I, I go back and I think a lot of the problems that we've had do stem back a little bit to how long it took to get Parkinson in place. You say Did, Gannon then? Sorry, not Gannon. Um, right. Rusk, wasn't it? Gannon was before <laughs> Rusk, wasn't he? Sorry. Sounds like a nice uh, meal. Ooh, a bit of Gannon and a Rusk. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Parky didn't have a full pre-season. We were late sort of to the re- to recruitment, I think. So I think, you know, third transfer window, we should be in a strong position. We, we had the wrong injuries at the wrong time. The apps, probably the spine of the team, Layton and Hayden in particular. Um, you know, I, I think with those two controversial, I think we'd have, I think we'd have won the league. Uh, the way that the last few games went and how close we actually ended up being, all ifs and buts, isn't it? But I mean, what about the season as a whole? Can we? Should we? A little bit of perspective, Andy. Eighty-eight points, not bad going. Look, I've I've, I've had some of the best times as a Wrexham fan during this season, some generally good moments that I probably haven't had for the last, well, since the, since the, um, the 98 point season. So, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of whinging, but those lads in that box yesterday have gone through this. We've gone through it a lot of times. I don't think they'll let this happen again. I think we will get up. I think, They'll redouble their efforts. They won't want to feel that way again. Like we've like we've we felt like this before, but they won't want to feel like that again. And they've got the resource to make sure that we don't have to. We will get up. We deserve to get up. I will start my load when we go up. And we deserve it. You deserve it. Liam deserves it. Tim deserves it. All ten thousand of us there deserve it. And it will happen. I hope it happens with Parkinson. I hope we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and, and rebuild again. I think it will. I think give him another transfer window to right some of the wrongs with the squad and we'll go up. Mm. Truly unnecessary image to put in all our minds on a Sunday evening. However, Tim, are you? do you think uh, that it's... We, we won't get too much into who we want to sign yet and, and, and what positions need strengthening. I mean, we've gone on about them for, for long enough this season. Um, but I mean, are you as positive about next season? I mean, let's face it. We're going to, we're almost certainly going to be favorites to go up with the bookies. Uh, yeah. We were, we were favorites to go up um, through the playoffs, weren't we? So it's not going to change that we're going to strengthen again. They're definitely going to make us favorites. So the pressure's already there, but you know, that, that needs to fade in, into the background really. But, I mean, the the recruitment over the summer now has to be spot on. It has to be. There, there can be no there can be no real room for error because the Harry Lennon thing came with, with a sort of little bit of a warning that there might be some injury problems, and so it was the case. You know, there, there, there has to be... Whoever they bring in, they have to be certain that, that they come with some sort of decent track record, kind of ideally injury-free, 
I mean, we've got to be brutal now. Like, you know, we'll discuss you know the comings and goings in the weeks to come. But yeah, there's there's no more room for passengers. There's no more room for bit part players. That he needs to the the recruitment has to be spot on, and we need to get the strength that we've massively lacked from the bench. So it's been a good season, a really good season, but next season has to be better. And that's going to be a, a tough ask. Whoever comes in, like you said, eighty-eight points. So we've got to we've got to go off like a steam train and um, and keep it going. Liam, are you as positive? Give it, give us some, give us some hope for next season. Well, just to start off, we only just want to say that in terms of this season, right from the off, I can remember walking up to the ground for the first game of the season. Hadn't been in a football ground for you know quite some time. Wasn't sure what to expect, quite frankly, because although the takeover had happened and we'd seen some elements of it, it was from quite afar because of COVID. But I remember walking past the turf and the sound of the Paul Mullins song reverberating around the place. And then I got under the concourse and it was exactly the same. And since that moment, the whole season has just had some unbelievable highs for me. Um I can't list them all, but, you know, you think of the likes of the the Dover game, the two Stockport games at home. I can't remember many seasons in recent memory or, to us in all my time following Wrexham, where I've consistently enjoyed myself as much as I have this season. Even, you know, Wembley, it you know, wasn't to be for everyone in terms of experience and the pre-match experience because of the um, that unfortunate crash, but I... I I left having had a great day just because I was there with all my mates. I saw loads of Wrexham fans that I knew um, just sharing what a great, you know, what a great season we'd had. So for me, it it can only really be a positive. I was quite negative yesterday. I'll admit I I thought the performance was crap in many respects to put it, to put it bluntly, but I, I just don't think this season can be seen as a negative whatsoever. Can I just say one other thing, mate? Um, just just to sort of underpin this, when this documentary hits, attention on this club is going to skyrocket. I don't think we're really sort of prepared for how how much it it, it might um, on such a a big sort of global thing like that 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 documentary with Hollywood star power behind it, which makes it different from other sports documentaries in this made in this country. And I think that added attention will bring a lot more pressure. But I also think it it will it could be the best season we've ever had. It could be a season where if we get strength in the squad where we need to, we could actually steamroll the league. We could have a run in the cup. And we could have another run in the trophy. It could be the best thing that we've all ever experienced. Or we'll finish eighth and miss out on goal difference because that's the Wrexham way. Exactly. Um, However... My only one other point, Reese, before we jump on is, I forgot to say it a minute ago, is that there's been three sides, three faces to Rex in this year. Very much a case of, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. The ugly being the first part of the season where we were scraping one nilers, wasn't particularly pleasing on the AI, but it was largely effective. Then you had January up until recently, which is really, really good, really good. And then they've kept the the, the bad for the last three games. So it's like, well, which Wrexham are we seeing? It, it was like a bit of a a montage of three different teams rolled into one. So that's where, again, uh, I'm going to place the emphasis on the, on the recruitment. If he gets that right, we're flying. If he doesn't, it's going to be um, 
his head on the chopping block. Indeed. Uh, however, before we go to our end of season awards, it's time just to keep the uh, energy up a little bit for a new one-off feature in Fearless in Devotion, which is always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Andy, first of all, give us a reason why things are great and you're optimistic. Because we, as Wrexham fans, every time that we have a good a good season, we follow it up with a bad one. Because, you know, as a fan zone club, you couldn't really know if we would lose our top scorer or lose our best player the next season because they'd had a good season. Because maybe we just didn't have the money as, as anyone else. That has changed. Any po- anybody we want to keep, we can keep for next season. We can keep the spine of that squad, and I think the likes of the likes of Ryan and Rob will will buy more into it than they even have because they've shared that crushing disappoint, uh, disappointment with us, and they will add what they need to that squad to make it what we need, which is a fully rounded squad with two great players in every position, a plan A and a plan B. Lots of, to come off the bench. What we don't have this season, Tim. Uh, Rob Lainson will be fully fit and raring to go for next season, and/or any other goalkeeper. What a massive plus that is, Liam. Uh, because I'm a sentimental sod, we've had some amazing, great days this season, but they're going to be even better next season, culminating in a massive open top bus parade for our return to the Football League as champions with Ollie Palmer and Paul Mullin on the front of a bus windmilling. Crikey. For me, it's that um, every, th- th- this, uh, our little disaster on Saturday solved uh, my stag do problem, which I know people have been incredibly invested in. So I no longer have to spend uh, 300 to 500 pounds trying to arrange to come back in time to get to East London. And also, let's face it, it saved every Wrexham fan about 300 quid. Um, wow, so, you know, that is your that is your always look on the bright side of life. It is, it is. Look, they call me Martin what Lewis. Incredibly selfish and <laughs> money grabbing. How is Bruce that selfish? Why is it? Everyone put everyone put three hundred quid in an ISA to actually probably don't do that. Um, I don't know what you buy some everyone gold. Put three hundred quid into crypto. We'll do a <laughs> we'll do a Paul Mullin NFT. <laughs> Okay, fine. It's time now for our... Uh, okay, actually, in, in all seriousness, I will give one. I totally agree with everyone's sentiments. Last August, we were building a team from scratch. This August, we're not. We need two, three, four key sign-ins. We need a Paul Mullin or Ollie Palmer-esque signing for the midfield. We're going to sign either League One or League Two's best midfielder, and it's going to make an enormous difference to this team, even just that one sign-in. couple more, and I think we will be seriously cooking on gas Uh, but it's time now for our end of season awards okay well yeah we we had over, I think it was five and a half thousand votes were cast across nine categories. So thank you for taking the time out to do that. Uh, no surprise on what went for best home win. Um, I whittled it down to 6-0 versus Barnet, 6-5 versus Dover, 2-0 versus Stockport in the trophy and 3-0 versus Stockport in the league. 
3-0 versus Stockport in the league took it with 48%, just ahead of the 6-5 versus Dover on 37%. So for the best away win, it went to the 2-0 the win at Chesterfield when Palmer got a, a double, and that just shaded it ahead of the 2-1 win at Halifax, which had 40%. The others in the running for that was 6-1 win at Weymouth and a 5-0 win at Aldershot at the second time of asking. Player of the season, well, I'll get to that in a minute. I got that wrong. So, player, the, the best terrorist chant, I should, should say. Um, this was a four-way between Wrexham's name, um, Ollie Palmer um, is the best on earth, to the Belinda Carlisle tune, Aaron Hayden's Magic Hat song, or We've Got Mullin. No surprises, uh, Mr Mullin gets his chant 58%. Second place was Wrexham is the name with 23%. Any any other additions on this so far? Is everybody happy with the uh, suggestions? Anybody what happened done? to Ollie Palmer's not a tree? Why did that not get in the uh, in the vote? <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't really. I mean, that, that would have been a ringer. That would have been me rigging the vote, clearly, because I would have put that in. That would have, <laughs> that would have come top of the tree. So, you know, um, <laughs> I couldn't put that in there. But there we are. Um the the best replica shirt, um, resounding fifty one percent. I say resounding fifty one percent for the white third shirt and um, Pip the red shirt, which was forty percent out of nearly six hundred oh. votes. I'm not having that. What shirt? The 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 bottled it green shirt is was ten percent. I think people got pissed <laughs> off with the colour in the end. Can we call it the bottled it green shirt? That is we're superb. Gonna, we're going to call it the bottled it green, definitely. Self-deprecating humour, its finest. Uh, into the best home atmosphere, again, any Stockport game, it got 78%. Um, nowhere near anybody else. Dover Athletic got the 14% after that. So that was a, that was a big one. Uh, best surprise of the season. This went down, I, I whittled it down to breaking a transfer record for Palmer, 300 grand. Regular 8K plus crowds. Max Clueworth or... 2-5 down to 6-5 up versus Dover. No huge surprise. Uh, the Dover game pipped it 46% ahead of the uh, uh, emergence of Max Clueworth. On to the best haircut. I somehow um, drew a shortlist of Tyler French, Jordan Davis, Dan Jarvis and Dave Jones just for the longer hair brigade. Dave Jones? Yeah, he's got, looks like. he's got a cracking barnet, that bloke. Cracking barnet. But uh, that's anyway. bias. Dave Jones has got Tim's lockdown barnet. And Tim, I hate to break it to you, mate, but it wasn't cracking. Um, well, it wasn't that long. My my hair was a lot longer than that. And you're only jealous because you Mind you, yeah, at least at least you got hair. I'll give you yeah, that. I can grow it beyond three inches. So there you go. Um so yeah, Tyler French, the blonde bomber with the tattooed neck, 46%. He took it so well done, Mr. French, on your wonderful, wonderful Barney. Uh, most surreal moments, I got this down to the documentary on the club. Not that surreal, pretty lame entry, really. Uh, Danny DeVito uh, mentioning something about Wrexham. The full-time scenes of this is Dover or Rob and Ryan on the pitch. Needless to say, the owners on the pitch was quite a surreal moment, 51% went for that one and finally um the getting the sea award i sort of did a uh, there was a last ditch entry for this one so it was either referee paul marsden and um, the classic uh, give me your shirt begging signs 
half-time queuing for food, which you'll invariably miss at least 40 minutes of the game, or Wrexham Athletic. And good old um, Sarah Atherton, the MP for Wrexham, um, who came up with the Wrexham Athletic in, in the, uh, the House of Commons, got the vote with 42%. So there we Hopefully are. the only vote she's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm very politically neutral, as you know. So for me, I think it's those signs, those um, give me a shirt signs, because they do actually really annoy me. And... I feel like ripping them up and stamping on the ground, but then I'll probably get beaten up by kids. It's very, uh, it's very modern football, isn't it? And and like you just think, well, hang on, all all the uh, other shirts go to the uh, the supporters groups at the end of the season to to have a bit of a raffle and raise some money. So yeah, we don't we don't want that creep. We're not miseries on this podcast, but <laughs> uh, don't don't spend an hour and a half making a sign on the back of a a washing up powder liquid thing and, and taking it too much begging for some shirt it's just a bit bit odd isn't it am I being too harsh no it's embarrassing it's a part of modern football that I also hate and I just like to echo the statements that this podcast is politically neutral uh, now it's uh, time for uh, maybe we don't really care about the league anymore until next season but you know maybe we could discuss what we think is going to happen next week but before we do that I thought it would, it would be interesting to replay the thoughts we had in December uh, when we made some predictions about uh, who was going to win the league and where Wrexham were going to end up. So I'll just play that now uh, and see how, how badly we got it wrong. And as we're almost exactly halfway through the season, how about a little Christmas cracker? We've all got to put our necks on the line and predict Wrexham's finishing position in the table this season. And how about not, not a forfeit this time, we'll do a reward. Email us in with a reward. Uh, Liam, you go first. Well, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for this whatsoever. Um, Wrexham's final league position. I'm going to go for fourth. Solid. Andy? I've always said we're going to finish top three. I haven't really swayed from that too much, but I think it will be third. Tim? Second. Wow. Nice. I'd love to go different, but I do actually agree with Andy. I think I said at the start of the season, I think I believe we'd be top three. Uh, I stand by that. And my pessimistic self means I'll stick with third. So third. All right. Third, Last question. Who's going to win it then? Chesterfield or Stockport. Stockport Again. and us will both have a strong second half of the yeah, season, I think. Yeah. Again, I can't really disagree with you this time. So I think Chesterfield will win it. I don't. I just think they're doing all sorts of shit house stuff to to make sure they'll stay at the top of that league. You know, even just giving themselves a buy in the FA Trophy. That is a single minded team. Uh, I think they'll win it. Tim, uh, Bournemouth Wood, just because it's going to be another shit house one, isn't it? Be like Sutton United. Nobody expected them to do it. It'll be another cracking. Oh right, Bournemouth Wood have sneaked out of nowhere. So just to be different, I'm going to go with them. And I really hope a uh, sort of meteor lands on Chesterfield's football ground. Hmm. Liam? Uh, I'm going to go for Stockport. I know they're not, you know, they're down in 10th at the minute. I just think with the manager they've got, the money they've got, I could see them going on a run and finishing top quite easily. Quite easily. Wow. Mikey. Fair enough. Why do you marry Stockport if you love them so much? <laughs> I already have been down to the registry office this morning. 
And there you have it. Uh, I'm not sure what to say from that. Otherwise, we're all a little bit right in different ways and all wildly wrong in other ways. I think one takeaway I've got is how much can change in a short period of time, which is why uh, overreacting to things, uh, individual games, is always a bad idea. Thoughts? You just made us come on a podcast and react to a game that happened yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, but react, you know, with reason. And you know we're, we're having calmed down, but yeah, um, I think we bought. I think when where did I thought Chesterfield win the league? All Stockport, I did say, um, and I think what did they finish seventh? And then Boreham Wood were tenth, I think, or ninth. Um, but still, Tim and I don't get any awards for that. Yeah, um, I, I predicted the second place finish right. That so. that is true. That was ba- that was Bob on right. Anyway, uh, any thoughts on next week? I know we don't really care, but Grimsby Solihull. I, I personally. As impressive as Grimsby were in many ways, um, mainly all going through John McAtee, who is some player, um, I think next week might be a game too far for them, Andy. Uh, I, I, I want Grimsby to go up. I think it's a proper club. I think their fans are great yesterday. Sold a few fanzines to them because they were just generally interested in football. Um I want Grimsby to go up. I think Solihull are very, very well organised. The only thing I would say is, you know, their home pitch is quite small. Wembley's quite big. I thought Grimsby had quite a few runners and a few people to come off the bench with power and pace. And I do sort of think that if they can recover, um, I do think Grimsby do have the weaponry to to beat to beat um, Solihull. So, do you know what? I am going to go Grimsby two one. Tim, what, what 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 do you think? Do you think uh, Grim, Sean Pearson is going to take him back up? Uh, I, it's a weird one because I, I I hope he gets back to to sort of you know seeing the last bits of his career out in the football league. However, I'm 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 still slightly upset by yesterday. So I hope Solly will beat them, and I hope they beat them well. But I think it'll be two one Solly. Just because like, I watched them today and they made it look so easy. They made it look so easy. Just the general game, not the opposition. They just made playing football look dead simple, which it is. But you've got to be you've got to have decent players to make it look simple. And they've got decent players and they've got they've got a hell of a mentality about them. So yeah. I, I mean, you know, I don't care who we play next season, but I genuinely think Solihull might just do it. Liam, quickly, do you think they'll do it? I think Solihull are going to win just because they finished the season so well and they looked great today. So, yeah, Solihull for me. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Andy. You know, they're a proper club, Grimsby, and I would like to see them go up. However, I just think two extra times in five days and then all of a sudden, a week later, you know, you've got to play an extremely well-drilled team who have had a bit of a... Uh, I don't know, not uh, not that much of a challenge at home. I think Solihull will have a little bit more in the tank, but who knows? Who knows? Um, it'll be an interesting game for sure. A quick closing thought before we go to predictions. John McAtee, should we be offering Grimsby 300, 400 grand for him or what? Hmm. Well, he was old and he, he cupped his ears when he scored yesterday. So maybe that was his way of saying, I'm open to listening to your offers, Rob and Ryan. That's my. That was my interpretation of his his nice shit hours. It was a good goal. Um, Dibs was a bit flat footed, but yeah, really good execution. And 
he's just yeah, everything just went through him though, didn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. he was superb, and we couldn't get near yeah, him. That's what we have, that's what we haven't got. We can't play it through the middle. We play it left. We play it right, like crabs. We just can't play it through the middle. He offers something different. I think how, how like I know we've already got a wealth of riches in attack, but you know a player that good. Would you really say no to signing him? I don't think so. Not whatsoever. So yeah, let's let's break the bank again. Let's do it. Why not? Money's no object now, is it, guys? Right, uh, Andy. Uh, predictions. Uh, talk to us. Right. Um, we all went for a win over Grimsby, except me, who went for a draw, but a win on penalties. So it's as we were prediction-wise. Do you want the final scores on the doors? Do you in in from from the top? The winner is Tim with 58. Yay. Second place is Liam with 56. I'm third with 50, which means Housewives' favourite, Reese Williams, <laughs> is last with 44 points. Have we come up with a... You've well, got, I, mean, yeah. I know Tony House wanted to, to remove all your teeth, but yeah. that's he's got the got ongoing got, rivalry. He's got a dress like Jason Mohammed. I thought, I thought there was a Morris... I'd afford to do that. To it wasn't there. <laughs> Morris dancing. I could Morris dance uh, in Jason Mohammed's clothes. Um, not sure that would work. Uh, you break, break, your, break your ankle with those brogues. Christ. What was that, Andy? Why don't you wear Jason Mohammed's face? I I could try that. My my head's going the same way. Um, uh, oh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have a think. We'll, the forfeit will presumably be for one of the first games of the season next season. So we've got, we got plenty of time to, to, to perfect it and to think of something and hopefully for us all to forget uh, and forget it happened. Um, but yeah, uh, if you've got any ideas that are reasonable, uh, practicable, <laughs> just, I, I was going to say, just to, just to, as a point of comparison, the only forfeit, we, forfeit we've done is Liam had to change his profile picture to him in a Chester shirt. Is that right? Yes. So I think, can we, can we scale things sort of fairly to... <laughs> to to that kind of um, to that kind of level, I but yeah. Anyway, a car battery to attach to your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, we'd just like to end the season, I suppose, by thanking you all for your support. We really do appreciate it. Um, we are saving uh, a an interview that we did last week, which we're very excited to share with you um, for next week um, to to give it its full sort of uh, give it your full attention. Um, we think it's a real belter, one of the best ones we've done, I think. Um, so looking forward to sharing that with you. And uh, stay positive over the over the summer. I think there's a few big uh, big signings to come out there. Sure, um, I would imagine so, yes. There'll be a few incomings and outgoings, both on the playing staff, and I dare say um, the, the, the infrastructure behind the scenes, by all accounts. My, my understanding of things that there could be... Um, the various shake-up of faces in the background. That's all I know. That's all I know. Ooh, mysterious. Are we getting new owners? Mm, yes, we're getting new owners. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's not, let's not joke about things like that. Sorry. Uh, right, okay. Um, thanks very much for listening, and we'll speak to you very soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. The, the town. Bye.